Have we? Well, I, I, I've had our mics muted, but I forgot to put the waiting screen on. Um, but it's okay. We didn't do anything scandalous. I did. You did? You're telling us? Yeah. You're telling us you did something scandalous? Yeah. Okay. Um, well... You're, you you normally intro the show. Oh yeah, I do, don't I? <laughs> Sorry, it's been a minute. Um, howdy! Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I feel like I'm getting a sore throat. Um, today we are talking about wrestling, something that we normally don't talk about. That's a joke. Oh. We always talk about wrestling. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we've uh, done this podcast with the two of us. Last one, last weekend was just me. I think the weekend before that was just me, or not the weekend before that, but the last time we did one, which was a while before that. Um, I don't know. but ideally, we are returning to the normal schedule. We're doing it at 11 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. like we originally said because I've got a shoot to get to uh, at 1. And uh, last weekend I did it at 10 a.m. because I had to take our cat to the vet. So. Woo! Yeah. She's fine, by the way. She's just fine. fat. She's not fat. She just gained that two pounds. That's a lot for a cat. She's not fat. I've seen some fat cats. She pounds. is not fat. Yeah. She's fat. No. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be really interesting. Because you haven't really watched any wrestling this week. You watched, no, you watched Smackdown and Rampage yesterday. But you didn't stick around for the main event of Rampage. Um, no, I was around for the main event. It was a short one. I walked in just as they rang the bell. Oh, okay. Because I saw you were, I remember you were in and out. I was in and out, yeah. Um, and, and you just came back on Thursday from a trip. So, you didn't really get to see any wrestling prior to yesterday. So, this will be a lot of me recollecting and you getting first impressions. Yeah. Um,. And we're also going to do our predictions for Impact Overdrive after our, our recap. And that's coming up uh, next Friday. Uh, next, next podcast, we'll do our predictions for Full Gear, as well as New Japan's Historic Crossover, which is happening uh, Monday, the 20th. So we've got a lot going on next uh, two weeks. Um, so the light is like bright. You said the light's bright. It's like too bright. Oh, it's the morning. We don't. We're not used to doing it in the mornings yet. Um, but I feel like we'll get used to it. Um, so well, we're not normally doing it in the morning, anyways. Yeah, but afternoon, morning, it's the same sunlight. Oh, well, it's different now because I've got the curtains shut because it's. 
cold out. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep the heat in. Yeah, that's fair. Doesn't help that we still have the AC unit there. It doesn't help that our landlord hasn't turned the heat on. Sure. All right. Well, let's get into some news before we start recapping uh, some of the biggest news stories this past week. First off, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He is... I wouldn't say he's starring, but he's going to be in A24's uh, movie The Iron Claw, which is about the Von Erichs. Um, he's Tragic little family. Yes, very tragic. And he's starring as Lance Von Erich, which is the, the Von Erich that's not actually a Von Erich. Um, what does that mean? He he doesn't actually hold the name. He's not part of the family, but he was gimmicked as a Von Erich. Oh, okay. I remember now. Yeah. Because he was brought in after, like, one of them died. Yeah, I think I so. Because they were like, oh, shit, we've got to have another brother. Yeah. Um, worked most of his life as a real estate agent. I, I checked out his Wikipedia today while putting together the news. Didn't realize that, 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 like, his Wikipedia is not very long. It's just, like, his personal life, he was a real estate agent, got into wrestling, and that's it. He wasn't really that impressive as a wrestler, I don't think. Yeah. I think that's why the whole thing failed. Mm. Um, but the movie stars Zac Efron as... Wait, which Von Eric does he play? I forget. I think he plays the one that's still alive. I could really? be wrong. I thought he was the one that um killed himself. He plays Kevin Von Eric. And Kevin Von Eric. I'll be honest, I can't tell the difference that uh, name. Kevin Von Eric. Oh, he is still alive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's the one with the two sons that were on MLW. Right. I forget that those guys are in MLW still. Um but that's really cool. It looks like a, a really interesting movie, and Zac Efron puts a lot of passion to any any project he does, and MJF is a wonderful performer, so I'm sure it's going to be a great movie. I'm excited to see Mac. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, in other news, the 24-7 championship is officially retired. If you go into WWE's website and see their list of championships, all the active ones say blank year to present. This now says, I, I think it was, I forget what year it was, but blank year to 2022. And weirdly, it has the last champion being Dana Brooke, not Nikki Cross. Fuck that. So, yeah. Um, but for those that watched Raw, and we'll, we'll get more into this once we recap Raw, Nikki Cross dumped the title in the trash, or tried to. She missed, but the, the point was she's putting it in the trash, and that was Triple H's way of retiring it. Good riddance. There are people that loved that title. Like, I was scrolling through Instagram, all like these wrestling accounts. They were like, this awesome title was just retired by being thrown in the trash. It sucks, but... Like you really like that garbage title? <laughs> it looked <Yeah>. hideous, <laughs> and it was—I don't get that. It was a comedy title. Yeah, 
I'm that uh I don't get that, but okay. I I if people trash on wrestling Twitter all the time for garbage takes. But f- from what I've experienced, wrestling Instagram is a whole lot worse. I think wrestling Instagram the general age pool is much younger. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like so you have a lot of stands on Instagram and on Twitter you have a lot of people just trying to make hot takes. A lot of fanboys. Yeah. Um moving on at Crown Jewel, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns had a a ridiculously good match until the second half happened. Um and Logan Paul had some incredible spots in the match, too, including a dive off the top turnbuckle onto Roman Reigns in the announce desk, which was caught on Instagram. He, he, he made a selfie the whole time. Um, but Logan Paul revealed in his Instagram story after the match that he suffered a torn meniscus, MCL, and ACL as a result of that match. Um, it goes to show, because he did perform a buckshot lariat, no one besides Hangman can perform a buckshot lariat and come out in one piece. Hangman's got the secret sauce. And that that does make me wonder with, with Logan Paul, because he did the, the I am the table bit, which he said was him just trying to be creative. Did he watch AEW to to and and see a buckshot lariat from hangman and be like i want to do that or did he just like try and come up with it himself i feel like he had to have i feel like he had to have watched yeah which is kind of cool unless somebody was like or, or yeah i i haven't seen it but as much as i fucking hate the guy i have to admit he's a good fucking wrestler it's one thing if he was just like i'm just gonna like WWE's big, I'm just gonna get into it real quick. But if he's like been been watching a lot of wrestling, watching AEW, WWE, and all that, and more props, more respect. Um. So next up, it was revealed that Bandito is now officially part of the AEW roster. He's been signed and all elite. Um. I don't know if he got the All Elite graphic yet. He did. Tony Khan tweeted it, and Bandito responded, like, thank you for believing in me, and I was like... Aw. Now push Bandito. him to the moon. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. Um, but he revealed... So uh, he revealed with, uh, I think it was SC Scoops that he did an interview with... Um, Oh, uh, Wrestling Observer, uh, the Wrestling Observer reported on this that uh, Bandito chose AEW over WWE because primarily of his family. He didn't want to move his family to Florida for the Performance Center, um, and he he figured that being featured on the main roster, he'd be seeing his family a lot less. So uh, it's good to see that he's got his priorities in order. Um, and, and also good to see that maybe WWE had considered him and reached out to him. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not stupid. Um, and I'm sure anybody can see his talent. 
<clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure anybody can see his talent. Um, it makes me feel better knowing that they reached out to him because that means that like we're actually trying. Yeah. Um, and, and he he is an incredible talent that needs to be shot to the moon. He's got so much charisma. He's got an insane look. He kills it in the ring every time, as we just saw against Roosh from yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a former Ring of Honor champion. But he is. I always forget that, honestly. Yeah. Maybe that's another reason why they really wanted him because he was Ring of Honor. Yeah. It it doesn't help that he got the shit end of the stick when Ring of Honor folded because everyone treated Gresham as the Ring of Honor champion at the time when he was just, you know, for for lack of a better word, interim. Yeah. That really did suck. That was, like, so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, hopefully, he, 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 uh, he gets better luck in AEW. He's probably not going to win the tournament. He's 100% not going to win the tournament. But, hopefully, uh, he gets a shot at that TNT belt. Maybe holds it for a little while. Um, and lastly, AEW Fight Forever, their, their video game, their answer to the 2K series, uh, was rumored, according to WrestleZone, uh, to release on Xbox Game Pass day one of its release. And for those that don't know, Xbox Game Pass is a subscription service. It's considered one of the best deals in gaming where you, you subscribe and you just get free games. Like once a month, I think. Um, and it's a lot of times it's really big games that you can get. Um, and this was supposed to be, or rumored to be, uh, on, on that subscription. But, AEW, in a recent, uh, I think it was a press release or a tweet or something, uh, they dispelled those rumors, saying that it won't be a part of any game subscription service. They uh they they made a post, you know, giving all this good news about it, and they were like, "Well, gotta make some bad news. Won't be on any service," which is unfortunate because that would have been a really great move, considering a lot of people are kind of iffy on how the game looks right now. Um, yeah, that would have gotten a lot of people into it, invested in it. Yeah, that. It would have been smart, but maybe maybe they got a reason. Maybe it's like a financial thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And also, they probably... You know what else it probably is? They probably want to know, like, how many people are going to play it, and maybe it's easier to find out, like, how many people are playing it if it's not just part of a subscription service, and they actually have to, like, go and buy, like... They want to get those launch sales? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So maybe it will be on it at some point, but um, I would definitely say never, say never. Yeah. All right, you ready to start re- start recapping this week in wrestling? Recap away. We've got everything from Crown Jewel to today. So, Crown Jewel. We started off. That uh, event with Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, which was a great match. 
um, and Brock Lesnar just barely won while uh, by pinning Bobby Lashley while in the middle of a hurt a hurt lock. Um, and Bobby retaliates by putting the hurt lock back on after the match, looking strong as hell. And and he continues looking strong uh, even on Raw, where he uh, wanted to accept that open challenge that Seth put out. We also got an ad for War Games. War Games! Uh, where they announced that it will be 10 competitors in the War Games matches. So no uh, damage control, um, you know, everything, all titles on the line. No, no titles will be on the line for War Games, looks like. Uh, speaking of damage control, we got damage control versus Alexa Bliss and Asuka for the uh, uh, women's tag titles. And damage control wins via some interference from Nikki Cross, where she uh, dropped Alexa Bliss off the top turnbuckle. Um, so damage control have those so titles. Wait, in. The tag yeah. Okay. Alexa and Asuka mm-hmm. had them for I think the shortest reign. Now. It just never made sense that they got rid of damage control as the tag champions because like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, why why bother it, putting it on them if you're just going to swap it back? Plus, like, they're, like, a really cohesive tag team, whereas Alexa and Asuka are not. Yeah. This does put a... Oh, they probably just wanted a title change at Crown Jewel, honestly, because no other titles changed hands, and I'm sure the Saudis were like, yeah, let's, you know, make something big, have a title swap. So... Uh, afterwards, we have a promo from Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and, and the, the Bray Wyatt logo pops up in the background, and Alexa Bliss kind of reacts to it. Um, kind of foreshadowing a future uh, Wyatt Six member. We then had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in the steel cage. Wasn't a very good match. Um, Drew wins by escaping the cage. They kind of... They were racing. Carrion was trying to run out the door while Drew uh, climbed out, and Drew just beat Carrion. They got to remove the door from the cage. Like that's so stupid and anticlimactic. Yeah, it's a really dumb way to fucking win. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and the fact that the ref can just open the door for you—I don't know—that's dumb. They should like have like a heavy duty lock on it that you like you have to like break through <laughs> at the very least like so there's some effort involved yeah well the thing is scarlet uh she kind of got involved in the match like drew was trying to walk out the door scarlet put a lock on the door said no no way you're not getting through and drew with the best comedic timing just looks up at the top of the cage and goes to climb out <laughs> It's, it's I love so him. silly. Um, it also had the match. Also had Scarlet bringing out Mace again, pepper spraying Drew and a ref. I thought you were talking about Mace, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh no, imagine!" <laughs> wow. Um, we then had Judgment Day versus the OC six man tag match. Uh, where Judgment Day won with a uh, coup de gras from Finn Balor. I think it was on to Carl Anderson, which makes sense. 
Um, we then unfortunately had Braun Strowman versus Omos, where Braun picked up the win with a running power slam, and then Braun proceeded to tweet about how amazing the match was. It got 47 stars, <laughs> which was probably 47 one stars. Um, Good lord. <laughs> He 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 slammed high flyers because he was like, see what what big men can do, and that that sparked some great responses from from Mustafa, who retorted, yeah. "Teach me how to get fired." Uh, yeah. Will Osprey had a great response, which was like, "You guys did great, but why why trash other wrestlers too?" Um. Wow, Will Osprey, voice of reason. You hate to see it. Weirdly, Will Ospreay's been been a voice of reason in a bunch of ways lately. <laughs> this, the Gabriel Kid stuff, um, a bunch of smaller stuff on the way too. Um, but next up we had the Usos versus Brawling Brutes, where the Usos won with the Super One D. They started off trying to get a, a count out and just walk out, but Brawling Brutes, uh. Decided otherwise. This was a, a fantastic match. Not my match of the night, but still an amazing match. Next, we had Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship in a last man's last woman standing match, and Bianca wins by trapping Bailey inside of a ladder, stuck in the cor- in the turnbuckles. Um, this 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 was my match of the night. This was incredible. Uh, it featured a very slow. Never heard anything about this match? Really? Yeah. It featured a very slow golf cart spot. Where? Okay, I saw that part. I think it was Bailey was driving a golf cart. Very slowly. Oh, no, Bianca was. Oh, Bianca was. <laughs> it was like the the slow trolley spot from Austin Powers. <laughs> it was so great. Um. You know, I've referenced that Austin Powers, um, I've referenced Austin Powers like three or four times in the past week, and I don't think anybody knew what I was talking about the entire time. Because <laughs> I was talking about like, you know, like the scene with like the, where he's in the tunnel, and he's got to like shimmy the cart that yeah, he's on yeah. out. Yeah, he's like perpendicular to the walls. Yeah, and I've, I made a joke because I was in a car that had to be parallel parked. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to see if like a spot was big enough, and I said I got back in and I was like, "You're gonna have to Austin Powers it." And my sister was like, "I don't know what that means," and I was like, "See, I haven't even well, se- funny. I haven't seen Austin Powers, and I get those references." <sighs> um, but anyway, Bray Wyatt then comes out, uh, as as was uh, alluded to. He talks about wearing the Fiend mask. He says he felt untouchable in the mask. He's here to rewrite the ending to his story. But then Uncle Howdy appears on the screen, basically says, you can't escape wearing the mask. He knows the truth, etc., etc. I'm very excited to see where this Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy stuff goes. I don't think we got any of it on SmackDown this week. No, we um, only got him interacting with LA. LA Knight. Um, then finally, we had Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, um, and Roman Reigns wins via spear. We had Jake Paul um, 
come out and lay out the Usos, which is fucking stupid. Um, Solo Sokoa came out as well, and and the impulsive guys were brought out from the audience. Um, the second half of this match was extremely overbooked, very dumb. Uh, but the first half, where it was just Paul and, and Roman, is incredible. But also, in a way, very dumb, because there's no way Logan Paul, after wrestling two matches, could even compare to Roman Reigns. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't buy it. I think he lasted longer than Rey Mysterio did in Hell in a Cell. Like, and, and they completely tossed away the, the one lucky punch storyline that they were going for this whole time, because he got that one punch in, and then Roman just kicked out. Um... It was, it was, I, I think this match is over, very much overrated. People okay. freak out about it. Um, I much prefer, like, I, I think the Finn Bauer match was better than this, even though it, that had the very stupid turnbuckle spot. I but, don't like to remember that. <laughs> me neither. Um, so, that was Crown Jewel. We then had, uh, New Japan's Battle Autumn finale. Uh, we started off the night with Titan and Bushi versus Francesco Akira and TJP for the junior tag titles. Akira and TJP won via the Leaning Tower, which is Akira's finisher, it looks like. Um, that was a super fun match. Francesco Akira is just an immense talent. That adds so much to the junior division. Same with Titan. Um, we then had United Empire versus uh, Toriano, Alex Zane, David Finley, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And um, United Empire wins via Borealis from Aussie Open. Uh, and apparently that was Aussie Open's first win in New Japan Prime. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so glad that they're they're now being taken more seriously in New Japan, and they're being featured yeah. prominently. Uh, we then had Hikaleo versus Yujiro Takahashi. This was originally supposed to be Hikaleo versus Carl Anderson for the Never Openweight Title, um, but due to conflicts with Crown Jewel, Yujiro Takahashi uh, stepped up, and Hikaleo won via choke slam in 28 seconds. So, uh, we then had Ren Narita versus Sonata in the uh, TV title tournament. Ren Narita won with a Narita special number four. Very fun match. Very, very great. And uh, speaking of great, we then had Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. in the same tournament. And Zack Sabre Jr. wins via ground clover. Uh, he won very fast, like under five minutes. Um, well, usually his matches against Evil are very fast because the whole point is that he's trying to out Evil Evil. Yeah. And th this match was... This was... I don't know if you've seen anything about this match, but... I've seen enough to know. He he had a promo before where he had a young lion dressed up as him, but he, he like, <laughs> did the voice still. Um, and then he had... Uh, he, he came out, 
had like his hat down, hands in his pockets, and just stood on the ramp. And <laughs> that was another young lion dressed up as him. Uh, <laughs> that distracted, I think it was Dick Togo who came out with Evil. And meanwhile, Zack came out from behind, attacked Evil. This was so great. I don't know why Zack isn't featured more on New Japan, because all of his moments are just wonderful. I just love that, um... I I love that it's a consistent thing with his matches with Evil. Yeah. That he just tries to fuck around. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Because, like, the worst thing in the world is a match with Evil that's supposed to be, like, a real match. Right, right. They they should be like comedy matches. Yeah. Which they finally figured out lately, but there's yeah. the occasional ones that, that are not comedy. Um but yeah, that match was a lot of fun. We then speaking of a lot of fun, we then had Master Wado and El Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi. They took all of the members of that fatal four way happening, I think at Wrestle Kingdom, and put them in a tag match where they drew numbers to uh to get the tag teams. And this this was fantastic. Master Wado and Despe won via uh, a flying knee from Taiji knocking out Hiromu. And the entire match, Taiji's just sitting on the apron, not wanting to get in at all. And Hiromu's like wrestling the entire match, and then Taiji finally gives a shit, and then only to knock out Hiromu at the end. Um, the 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 oh, personalities in this match were just so fun. The um, there was a promo afterwards in like the backstage comments mm-hmm. that was like very intensely like homoerotic in a special little way between Hiromu and Despi, as one would expect it to be. Oh yeah, where they were like, "I love you." But, like, also, I want to kill you. And, like, shit like that. I was like, hmm. Okay. As I would expect from, from Despe and Hiromu. Yeah. Um, but this this was the best uh, Can They Coexist match I've ever seen. This was that done right. Um, we then had Okada and Tamatanga versus Jay White and Kenta. And Okada and Tama won via gun stun. That was an okay match. It was, you know, classic uh, champion versus challenger in a tag team. Um, but we then had FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great Khan. FTR winning with a big rig. This was incredible. This match was so awesome. And, and proof that FTR needs to be in New Japan more often. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, they're a really incredible tag team, and I feel like, I don't know if it's, like, on purpose, but they definitely don't get enough recognition on AEW. It's probably because of the mix with AEW and, like, having to make those dates while, you know, trying to get to New Japan. Um, But, and it's probably also, like, AEW doesn't want them to lose the titles because they don't want them to lose to anyone. But Tony Khan needs to let go of of his guys, especially considering FTR isn't on TV very often. Yeah. 
Um, and I feel like them showing up in New Japan only benefits AEW. Yeah. It's like ambassadors. Yeah. It's like, let them go on this little stint while you're not... Like they, they got rid of the rankings, pretty much, so... Them being number one contenders doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, but we then had the main event after that. Will Ospreay versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP United States Championship. This was in fucking credible. That this was a absolute match, like match of the week right here. Um, Will Ospreay wins via Stormbreaker, and you, you, I definitely recommend everyone watches this match. Um, and and Will Ospreay even said after the match, like, I am making this belt worth shit. And if you look at past reigns, he's absolutely right. He's defending against great opponents in amazing matches and actually having people give a shit about this title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I feel like maybe Kenta could have done that had he not gotten injured. But, yeah. Unfortunately, but... we had to wait till now. Yeah, because Kenta's, like, kidneys almost got punctured. Yeah. Um, so after that match, Osprey was like, well, does anyone else want to challenge for this? There's no one else. Not a single person is left, even though he's only, like, defended it a handful of times. <laughs> There's a lot of people left. Um, the lights go out, and who comes out but Shota Umino. He, uh, he challenges Osprey for that title, lays out all of United Empire, and apparently he's no longer called the Shooter. He's called the Refneck, which is stupid. That is a bad name. Well, I'm not I thought he was only called Shooter because that was Mox's nickname for him. Which is like, it's a nice origin for a nickname, you know? It's cute. Yeah. But Roughneck? What does Roughneck even mean? <laughs> I felt like a Roughneck was all, like, was like, is like a blue collar worker. Is it? I mean, that makes sense. Um, but I feel like, regardless, it doesn't fit Shota. I don't know. No, you're right. Um, a roughneck is a term for a person whose occupation is hard manual labor. Yeah, that doesn't really fit. <laughs> like, I could see Mox being the roughneck because he looks like a, a blue-collar worker. I don't know. He looks grizzled. Shota, Shota Umino doesn't. Not at all. No. Um, shooter would be a much better name. He looks like a shooter. Um, but Shota versus Osprey will be happening at Historic Crossover on the 20th. So that's probably going to be another incredible match. Yeah. So we then had a Monday Night Raw. We started off with a promo from the Usos which featured uh, an interruption from the New Day. Incredible promo cut by, cut by uh, both sides. Um, New Day, uh, Xavier talking about, like, fucking coming up from, from the bottom, like, 
originally debuting the new day to booze from the crowd and working tirelessly to get them over um in absolute passion filled promo um and then only to be interrupted by riddle coming out with his bongos saying anyone want to hit of my bong stupid stupid shit that takes me back to Vince McMahon times yeah and that just led to Matt Riddle and the New Day versus the Usos and Solo Sokoa, which the Usos and Solo won via spinning solo. Uh, we then had a JBL promo, which was another garbage promo. This time he talked about snowflakes. And the like. It was terrible. This JBL shit is not good. I hope it only results in Corbin turning on him and, and breaking off from that shit. Maybe getting yeah. a face turn. Actually, no. I want. I don't want him to stay heel. He's a good heel. Yeah, heel is fine. He likes being heel. Yeah. But his JBL shins. Make him a tweener. Painful. Corbin would be a good tweener. Yeah, he would be. Kind of like Seth, where like he's a heel, but he's so over with the crowd that nobody boos him. Um, but that just led to Baron Corbin versus Cedric Alexander, where Corbin won via end of days. A really cool match. Um, we then were supposed I to have... seen the end of days in ages. Yeah. This, this was like an end of days where Cedric was slingshotting off of the ropes and landed into an end of days. It was so cool. Um, then had Seth Rollins supposed to be putting on an open challenge for the U.S. title. Um, Judgment Day comes out, Finn initially accepts, saying that he lost gold because of Seth, which was that injury that he got. Was it the shoulders that he, or his neck? His shoulder got dislocated. Okay. Um, we've seen that match, too. Yeah, it was at SummerSlam 2016, I think? Makes sense. Either it was then, or that was when Shane McMahon knocked himself out i can't remember i don't know but SummerSlam 2016 stands out in my mind for a reason and it has to be one of those two things i i think i think you're right about it being for finn um but then the oc comes out and seth kind of dips because he sees this is just a face-to-face between two factions and <laughs> this is so great aj styles is like well we don't have we we couldn't find counter to Rhea and you hear Rhea shout from the commentary desk it's because nobody likes you <laughs> but then uh, AJ says we couldn't find her because she found us and then Mia Yim attacks Rhea Ripley she's returned to WWE it's so cool her, her being paired with the OC is a great fit and uh her versus Rhea will be an awesome match. Triple H is just recouping all the people he lost, honestly. Yeah, which is good. Because they were yeah. all people that shouldn't have been lost in the first <laughs> place. Um, we then had Otis versus Elias. And Otis wins via uh, World's Strongest Slam. Um, we then had Austin Theory versus Shelton Benjamin. Where Theory won via A Town Down. This was a lot of fun. That match was really good. 
Um, we had a promo from The Miz, kind of acknowledging the, the investigation that Gargano made last week. Um, and he said his dad is, is even on Johnny's side. Then Johnny comes out. He, he plays a video of The Miz admitting Johnny was right the whole time, which was that The Miz paid Dexter Loomis to kind of be a celebrity stalker, get him more, uh, no- more noticed. And then The Miz eventually stopped paying Dexter, and now Dexter came back to, to collect. Uh, and Johnny's just like, all you gotta do is just pay Dexter. That's all you have to do. Um, but the best part of this promo was Johnny saying, I even brought my universal remote from home to connect to the Tron. <laughs> oh my god. It was so great. So great. Um, but that just led to Johnny versus The Miz, where The Miz won via uh, a shot with a turnbuckle they grabbed from under the ring. He faked being pulled under the ring and grabbed a turnbuckle, told the ref, there's guy under there, check it out, and he took the opportunity to hit, the, hit Johnny with that. Um, but then Dexter... That's the he's ever done. Yeah, yeah The Miz is, is crafty. Very crafty. Um, there's a reason he's been in all those Marine movies. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, but he he's then attacked by Dexter Loomis, who smacks him with a chair. Uh, we then get a, a damage control promo with Nikki Cross, where Dakota's happy that Nikki's on their side. Um... And uh, that leads to Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke for the 24-7 championship. Nikki Cross wins. And uh, we then have a promo afterwards where Nikki is kind of like staring up, walking, and just pulls the title off, goes in the trash. So great. Fuck that title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you see, since removing that title, our truth has been featured a lot more prominently. Which is good, because, like, I think that was the only good thing about the title. Yeah. Was our truth having it. And then when they started, like, making it, like, a whole, like, thing, it was like, mm, this isn't fun. Now, unfortunately, he is injured, so he won't be featured for a while now, but... um, He can still do promos. Yeah, he could do promos. I think uh, he went through surgery, and I think it went well. Um, That's good. So we then had what was supposed to be another open challenge from Seth. Um, Bobby Lash, or first, Mustafa accepted on the Tron. But then Bobby attacks him, throws him into a box, accepts the challenge. Um, and uh, he, he then, uh, they continue brawling. Or Bobby must have continued brawling, but then Bobby comes out, beats the hell out of Seth. The match never starts. Theory comes out, takes the opportunity to cash in, but Bobby beats the sh- or they they have like a match. Seth kicks out of everything that Austin Theory pulls out, uh, and as he's about to get the win with Natown down, Bobby pulls the ref out, 
beats the shit out of out of theory and uh puts him back in the ring where seth gets a stomp to win and and theory no longer has the money in the bank briefcase nice unless they pull some some the wrestling court thing where theory says well the, uh, bobby messed up my chances don't speak that evil one the <laughs> they will do that I don't know if Triple H would do that. I don't know. I maybe this was some kind of reset to kind of like get it out of Theory's hands, reset Theory's character, and and you know, continue anew. Because Triple H likes Austin Theory, as we've seen from from his NXT days. Does he? Yeah, he was he was featured very prominently there. Yeah, I guess in a different like vibe yeah maybe like now that he's kind of experienced his extremely low he's gonna go over to johnny and be like hey i'm sorry man for everything i did i'm seeing a new light since i got my head caved in by bobby and seth um <laughs> i don't know i'm hoping for the best with this yeah maybe because theories i just his gimmick in nxt was great yeah that was fun Prove that he had now is chops. Painful. Yeah, yeah. This is it is painful now, and especially seeing on fucking uh, oh fuck who's Grayson Waller's gimmick uh, on NXT is basically Theory's gimmick on main roster, but better. You now the whole selfie thing, yeah. the whole social media influencer thing. Theories is very one note. Grayson actually takes it in a whole nother step. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Um so that's the end of Raw and and speaking of NXT, we start that off with Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. And Joe Gacy, he no longer has like the pants and the and the button up gear. He's now got actual wrestling gear. And it like closely resembles his indie gear. Oh, like what's it look like? It's like black trunks, knee pads, and boots. Um, let's see, Joe Gacy. Um, let's see if I can find a picture from this past NXT. Um, let's see. Let's see, Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. I think it has like the smiley face on it too. Um, yeah, this is all his last match with it, with him, not his most recent one. Oh wait, there we go. Yeah, he's got black trunks, um, a knee pad with a smiley face on it. Gacy right right on the ass of the of the trunks. It looks good. It's it's not like his waiter gear. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm slowly turning on uh, this faction in a good way. Um, we then had a promo between Nathan Fraser and Axiom. Fraser is apparently injured after their match together, um, and JD McDonough steps in, says he's going to show Axiom some real pain. And their match is set for later. Uh, we then have the barbershop 
segment with Carmelo and Trick. Nothing really big happens there except uh, Carmelo and Trick kind of acknowledge Wesley is a good opponent, good champion. Um, but Carmelo wants that title back. Uh, we get another message from Scripts. This is like text on the Trons, like all around the CWC. Uh, and then that led to Sol Ruka versus Electra Lopez. Electra picked up the win with a powerbomb. And then Indy attacks Electra after the match. Indy just needs to get called up already. Yeah. She's so good. So good. She is. Um, we then get a Chase U hype promo, which has Thea Hale fucking electric. And, and Duke is also hyped as well. Um... Man, I'm hoping Chase or Duke stays face because this is so good. He and Thea are, yeah. are such a great duo, and he's like funny. He's so funny. Duke is Duke is the whole package, except maybe he could Duke's be a little better in the ring. He's fine in the ring. He could be, but like he's he could be, but he also is like very good at selling moves yeah. and making them look nasty. Remember that uppercut he did on Ikemen where he yeah. nailed him square in the chin? He needs that to be his finisher, but like all his opponents need to be told, look, you're going to take an uppercut straight to the chin. You just have to take it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I like I think maybe like he could be finessed a little more, sure. Yeah, but he's got but, all the charisma in the world. Yeah. He's a great walkout, too. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I'm also partial because I love Duke. Mm-hmm. How could you not? I don't know. Um, so then we get Charlie Dempsey versus Andre Chase. Um, Duke tried to help by pushing the rope towards Chase so that he could reach it while in the uh, the cross face. Um, Chase tells him, no, don't help. He's trying to get Duke out of being a heel and using heel tactics. So Duke, instead, while Chase is trying to fight out, he throws in the towel to make sure that Chase isn't hurt anymore and, and doesn't quit. But Chase is like, why the hell would you do that? I was fighting out. Um, so, kind of going down this route of Duke kind of really can't do anything right to, uh, to appease Chase, even though he's just trying to help. And, yeah, it's so much fun. This is, this is really great stuff. Um, we had an interview with Indy Hartwell that wasn't really very important. Uh, we had happy hour at Fallon's Bar where Kiana James walks in with mini Kiana James and she tries to buy the bar and Fallon's like, no. And then we get Hank Walker <laughs> versus Channing Lorenzo. <laughs> That's pretty much it. She's like, Wait, no. Who's mini Kiana? She's just, she, I, I don't know her name, but she just like follows Kiana around. She's like her assistant looks exactly like Kiana. Oh, yeah. okay. It's, this whole Keanu James gimmick sucks. It's bad. Yeah, she's one of the ones I just can't come around to. Yeah. 
there there are some people that are really looking good on NXT. Yeah. Um, like they they have so much good talent, especially uh, Quincy Elliott, who we haven't seen very much. He's got immense charisma. Yeah, he does. Um. So yeah, Hank Walker versus Channing Lorenzo. The security guard loses. Channing Lorenzo stacks, picks up the win. <laughs> yeah. What is the point? Sorry, <laughs> being a security guard isn't good enough. I'm I'm literally so confused. I don't understand why he's even like a part of this. <laughs> Mobster beats security guard. <laughs> Uh, we then have the Grayson Waller effect between Braun Breaker and Von Wagner. Because apparently Von Wagner is Braun Breaker's next challenger. <laughs> and Oh, NXT is full of jokes. Von Wagner is like finding himself as a wrestler, as a promo especially. He still doesn't have it though. You can't take him seriously. He's never going to have it. It's which is a shame because it's mostly just in his voice, and I don't think there's much he can change about that aside from getting some voice training. But like, no, no matter what gimmick they give him, it's not gonna fit. Like, no. The 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 fucking uh, adventurer found a body in the woods. Von Wagner that was friends with Kyle O'Reilly didn't work. This uh, fucking behemoth being managed by Robert Stone isn't working. Like, you have Robert Stone managing him. Have Robert Stone talk for him. Don't have Von Wagner talk anymore, for God's sake. (laughs) It's fucking... It's such a shame, I think, that they, like, really want him to, like, figure it out, because I feel like they would have released him by now if they didn't care. Yeah, like he would have been released in the in the last round. Yeah, unless like he's got something on trips, <laughs> I, which you I know maybe it. it'll be Shawn Michaels at this point. I think because Shawn Michaels could tell Triple H, "Hey, so this oh, yeah. Wagner guy, he's like not very good." Just really like Shawn, like maybe Vaughn's like his like drinking buddy, and Shawn's like, "No, <laughs> oh, I don't want to lose him." You want to go to this? Uh... Fallon's bar. <laughs> Drink behind the alley in the in by the dumpster. I got some great white claws we could share. Where the fuck is he from? He's gotta be from like Minnesota. I feel like it's Minnesota. There's no way you sound like that and you're from anywhere else. Hal Bloom. He is f- well it doesn't say. Birthplace, OCO, Minnesota. Woo! That's a Minnesotan right Got there. Got him. Nail on the head. <laughs> um, so we then had a promo or an interview with Wesley. I don't think anything important happened there. Oh, he basically said, like, uh, I shouldn't have been, like, I shouldn't have gotten past April. I think that was when uh, Nash Carter got released. Um, he said he shouldn't have made it as a singles guy. He's always been a tag team guy, but here he is. With the North American Championship, um, he he's fucking amazing. Wesley is Wesley's the best. Yeah, he is. Um, we then have a promo from Paul Cruz saying that he wants a shot at the uh, NXT Championship. 
which would be a much better challenger than Von Wagner. It's Von Wagner's world, and you're just living in it. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> With like, it's like just that, but like Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to look good. <laughs> um, we then had JD McDonough versus Axiom. Incredible match. This, uh, as you would expect from these two guys, amazing. And JD McDonough wins via referee stoppage because he. He puts Axiom in this hold that Booker T sold incredibly. He was like, he put him in this in this arm bar or some kind of hold, and he's like, you can hear the shoulder pop. He's like freaking out about it on commentary, and Axiom is in pain. Um, and the referee calls it, and and incredible stuff. I I'm actually really liking this JD McDonough gimmick. Where he's like surgical, wanting to cause pain. I think he's a horrible person, but like, yeah, sure. As an in-ring performer. And and creative is doing, well, doing a good job too with him. Um, it's kind of like, uh, almost like a Patrick Bateman kind of gimmick. Kind of like the aura of Patrick Bateman, but more like Dexter. You mix the two. Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> um, we then had Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp in a, in a I forget the the match name for it, but it was like it was a five minute match. It was supposed to be just in the ring for five minutes and that's it. Um, but Damon Kemp wins because Brutus Creed just attacked Damon with a chair for the DQ. Brutus. Yeah. I think Damon Kemp got the chair initially, lost it, and then Brutus was like, alright, I might as well use it. Um, everyone, in, everyone in this whole feud is amazing. I, I, I want to see more of this. I want to see the eventual payoff of this. Um, which would be great stuff all around. Um, we then get got the main event. Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter for the NXT Women's Championships. And Katana and Caden win via 450 Splash. After the match, Zoe attacks Nikita. And then they break up. Yeah. Oh! It, it was poorly told because this whole time was supposed to be like... Uh... Fucking, uh... Like Zoe's been pissed off. Like like she's been kind of a a a, a lit wire, but I don't know or a lit fuse. Live wire. Lit fuse, live wire, same thing. Um, I don't know. They they, they just kind of pulled the trigger so fast on this, and she just kind of went to this, like had this attitude, the drop of a hat. So. Yeah, that's. Glad they're split up, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. So that's NXT. We then had a dynamite. Uh, we started off the night with acclaimed and FTR versus Swerving Our Glory and the Ass Boys. Acclaimed and FTR won via Big Rig. Um, I tuned in late to this match. I caught the last couple minutes. Um, 
I didn't think I missed that much because it was just an eight-man tag match. Nothing special. Um, then had MJF on uh, the podcast, Pardon My Take. They grabbed a clip of it where he, he cut a promo on Mox. It was, it was all over social media that day and the day before. So, uh, But Stokely's response to that promo was amazing. He cut a great promo, him by the water, very melodramatic. And he says, MJF is dick riding Mox. And he drops the best line I've ever heard in all of pro wrestling. He says, the worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. And I just died. That was so fucking great. Fucking hate that guy. Um, we then had. <laughs> I feel like though. I feel like they're gonna be siding with MJF in the match. They're gonna help MJF win. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I have that feeling, but I just do. Um, charge my phone. Um, so we then had. Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston in the opening match for the Eliminator Tournament. And Ethan Page wins via an avalanche Ego's Edge, which looked like it fucking hurt. I saw a clip of that, actually, and I was kind of impressed. I didn't expect that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the finals are probably going to be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks, which is going to be awesome. Oh, that's going to be annoying. Yeah. Like, in a good way, but, like, annoying. Yeah. Um, after that, we had a Dark Order and Roosh promo where it's the same shit it has been happening. Roosh and uh, Jose are like, Ten, we love your vibe. Join us. And Ten's like, no. So, nothing really comes out of that. Uh, we then get the Trustbusters in the ring, and Ari Daivari wants to exchange Jeeves SK for the TNT Championship. Um, what? He, he, you know VSK? Oh. He now goes by Jeeves SK as like a, a, a oh, servant gimmick. It's great. Um, hold on, I, I am answering a text about today's shoot. Oh my god. I'm sorry. It's coming down to the wire. I've got to shoot in like 45 minutes. Um, but we have Wardlow versus Ari Daivari for the TNT Championship, and Wardlow wins via Powerbomb Symphony very quickly. He calls out Hobbs, but Samoa Joe attacks Wardlow. Um breaking them up uh we then get an interview with jade and the baddies and it sets up jade cargill versus nyla rose at full gear we had a face-off between Britt baker and soraya where soraya delivers a very emotional promo saying that she is now 100 percent cleared and it will be Britt versus soraya at full gear um then we had the factory and sanjay dutt 
uh, in a promo, the best friends walk in. This was fucking bizarre. So, best friends walk in. Factory and Sanjay and, and that group are there. That sets up Orange Cassidy versus uh, Lee Johnson. But then they do some weird white flash fade. Trent and Chuck walk back up the stairs. The factory are gone. And it's just Sanjay, Jay Lethal, and, and Satnam. And they're like, uh, Trent and Chuck are like, hey. Or Trent's like, hey, Jay, I want to fight you. It's like, wait, what, what happened here? <laughs> there were a lot more people a second ago. What? It was so bizarre. It Sounds was fucking bizarre. It feels like they got what they needed. With the Orange Cassidy, Lee Johnson stuff. But then they're like, wait a minute, we have to set up Trent and Jay Lethal. Like, they just forgot. So, um, that 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 happened. And then next we get Trent Beretta versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal wins via lethal injection. And Jeff Jarrett walks out and they set up um, um, Jeff Jarrett and... Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen at full gear. Um, and then we get an interview with Jungle Boy, which isn't anything special. A promo from John Moxley, which is pretty good, calling out MJF. We got another elite video package where they're still disappearing. Um, but this time with a lot of full gear imagery, they're probably going to do Elite versus Lucha Bros, or uh, Death Triangle at full gear for the trios titles. Uh-oh. Um, and then we had Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue, which is a lot longer than a lot of people anticipated. It was five minutes. It might be a record for a women's match in AW. <laughs> And Jamie wins via Ripcord and Lariat, which is basically a, a Rainmaker. Mm. We then had Lance Archer beating up Ricky Starks backstage, taking Ricky out for the first match. Uh, it was supposed to happen on Rampage, but because of this, Ricky could not compete, so they had to postpone it. Um, and then we had the main event, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara in a two out of three falls match. Um, first fall goes to Danielson because out of the gate Sammy throws a chair at Danielson which takes Danielson out for quite a while and fucking busts him open but it was a good strategy from uh, from Sammy kind of like lose the first fall but he's out for a while second fall goes to Guevara after a, a GTH and then uh, after a while, Danielson gets the third fall with a LaBelle lock. It was a lot of fun. And, and we'll set up uh, the Fatal 4-Way at full gear. I... <clears throat> Sorry. Um, when is full gear again? It is next weekend, a week from today. On a Sunday? No, Saturday. Okay. We're going to do the predictions next podcast. Gotcha. Wait, what? 
Yeah. Uh, oh. Because the podcast oh. is going to be before Full Gear. Why? I might have to do an absentee ballot on that one. What, what do you have planned next weekend? I have to get my hair cut. Do you... Do you see all this? Oh. I have to get my hair cut and I've got to get my, my, my Jamie Hater bang. Okay, gotcha. Well, uh, I've had yeah. this plan for a while. It will do your absentee ballot. Yeah. Um, also, this doesn't have anything to do with um, wrestling, but congrats to everyone who voted. Um, apparently, yeah. young people made up 90%, or not 90%, but yeah, the most. Young people voted for um, Democrats the most of any age group. So the red wave that everybody was predicting was thwarted by that. This is not an election podcast. I know. I just thought it was an interesting factoid. (laughs) Um, So then we had an impact, which was, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we started off with Joe Hendry versus Brian Myers, where Hendry won the Digital Media Championship via standing ovation. Um, we had a Giselle Shaw promo where Jay Vidal, who's now Giselle's like right-hand man, um, Good for him. he puts together a video package where everyone's talking uh, like great things about Giselle Shaw, Giselle Shaw, but Jay dubs in Giselle Shaw whenever they name someone. And I think it was supposed to be about Frankie Kazarian. But <laughs> he just took that footage and dubbed Giselle. It was great. Um, we then had a Violent by Design video package where Alan Angels and Big Con introduced themselves. Uh, we had another match in the X Division tournament between Trey Miguel and Mike Bailey. And Trey Miguel wins via Kenny King interference. Um, and then we have a Death Dolls promo where <laughs> Jessica's basically like, I'm going <laughs> to, I kind of want to drink right now after getting my first loss. Or Ty, Ty is like, let's go for drinks. And Jessica's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Rosemary's like, no, don't go for drinks. Don't drink. <laughs> um, but I think she does anyway. We then had Boopender Gujar versus G Sharp, and Boopender wins via Gargoyle Spear. We had a promo between Heath and Rhino, leading up to uh, them versus the major players at Overdrive. We had Chelsea Green versus Mickey James. Mickey wins via Sneaky Pin. Promo from Macklin. Uh, basically, Tommy Dreamer challenges him to a match. I don't want to see Tommy Dreamer wrestle anymore. I just want to see Macklin fight Josh. Yeah. Uh, we had Zicky Dice versus Bully Ray. Bully Ray wins via powerbomb. This was so great. This was, this was so funny. Because immediately, as soon as the bell rings, Johnny Swinger gets in the ring and he's like, hold it. <laughs> he goes under the ring, grabs a table, sets it up, and is like, Zicky, <laughs> put him through the table. Even though that would have caused a disqualification. And commentary is like, okay, sure. Um, 
as soon as Zeke Dice tries, Bully says, nuh-uh, gives him a Bully Bomb. Moose comes out, attacks Bully, and spears Bully through the table that was set up. Um, so that, that match is happening at Overdrive, Bull, uh, Bully Ray and Moose. We had a Sammy Callahan promo, um, talking shit about VBD. We had Jordan Grace promo leading up to her versus Giselle. And then Chelsea Green announced that she's leaving Impact. She said she's going home. Home might be WWE at this point. Which honestly... Ooh, actually, point. now that you say it like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, if only she could bring Matt Cardona with her. But Cardona's busy with Impact right now. And Cardona's very explicitly said, he's like, I don't want to go back to Zack Ryder. Well, he said he, he he's fine going back to WWE, but doesn't want to go as Zack Ryder. He wants to be Matt Cardona. Oh. Which would be really cool, because he's built a huge name for himself since leaving. Um, and then we had Giselle Shaw versus Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship. Grace wins with the Grace Driver after a, a fantastic match. After the match, Masha comes out, uh, attacks Jordan with a chair, and gives her a snowplow into a pile of chairs. But that's not all. PCO. We, we go back to the desert. Slow zoom on the dirt pile that PCO is buried under, and you see a hand erupt from underneath the dirt. So PCO is alive. Um, and we're down to the last two shows. We had SmackDown. We started off the, the night with the Usos versus the New Day for the Undisputed Tag Titles and the right of longest reigning tag champs. Usos win via 1D. Uh, we had a promo from the Bloodline where uh, uh, Roman's like, hell yeah. Let's celebrate. Let's have a special moment together. We then kicked off the SmackDown World Cup with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Santos Escobar. Santos wins via an avalanche phantom driver. And this match was awesome. Uh, we had a Bray Wyatt and LA Knight promo, which is a weird mix, but sure. LA yeah. Knight. Which we didn't see all of, but we yeah. saw just in time for the best part. It's because we, we had a little bit of buffering on Sling. We then had the six-pack challenge for number one contendership for the women's title. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Zia Lee versus Sonya Deville versus Lacey Evans versus Shotzi versus Raquel Rodriguez. Shotzi wins with the DDT onto, I think it was Lacey Evans. Uh, but this match featured a very botched spot from Raquel and Liv. It was supposed to send... Raquel and Liv through a table, but did not. Um, after that, we had Shotzi in a promo with Emma, where Emma's happy for Shotzi. Um, Shotzi makes a joke about Emma crushing on Madcap, which is funny because they're dating in real life. Shayna then walks in, um, talks shit to Shotzi, and Ronda then walks in, Shayna starts choking out Shotzi. And, that, and Shotzi versus Shayna is set up for next week. We had an interview with Ricochet. Perium then walks in. Gunther talks some shit to Ricochet. Basically like, you already lost. Got embarrassed twice. Uh, we then had Jinder Mahal versus Braun Strowman for the World Cup tournament. Braun wins via powerbomb. Um, then we had what was supposed to be Zelina Vega versus B-Fab. 
but but the Viking Raiders show up. Um, Sarah Logan returns in ring, and uh, both factions are attacked by the Viking Raiders. Their their look is really cool now, and their their new entrance is awesome. Um, if only they could replace Sarah Logan with like Max the Impaler, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it's more of a. I don't know. I just I don't like them. They make me uncomfortable. Sarah Logan's the worst, et cetera, et cetera. I don't trust Eric because she's the worst. So, Ivar's great though. As far as we know, he's great. <laughs> um, and then the main event, so to speak, Roman Reigns a special moment, a little moment of celebration. He's about to uh, give the Usos some props until Butch and Ridge come out. They talk some shit, but then Sheamus returns after being laid out by the Usos, having his arm snapped. Um, but as he's trying to deliver a promo, the mic's not working. It keeps cutting out. Completely ruins the moment, all because of shitty tech. The whole brawl breaks out. Drew McIntyre comes out. We've got the fourth for war games because it looks like it's brawling brutes drew mcintyre versus the bloodline but who is their fifth my guess is kevin owens that's a good guess <clears throat> makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense um and then finally we... hmm. it's shabbat oh shit <laughs> really touring or it's great muda there you go. That was that's how they allowed Shinsuke to go over there. Like, well, <laughs> Muda's final match in War Games <laughs> oh, doesn't God. even make it to to New Year. All right. Lastly, we had Rampage started off with the Christian Cage Luchasaurus promo. Jungle Boy comes out and challenges Luchasaurus to a steel cage match at full gear. We had an interview with Death Triangle where Pac's trying to convince Phoenix to, you know, use some heel tactics. Um, we then had Brian Cage versus Dante Martin in the Eliminator Tournament where Brian Cage wins via Weapon X, which is a very cool, very cool uh, uh, finisher. We had an interview with Lee Moriarty. Hook walks in and teases Lee versus Hook for the FTW belt. Um, then had House of Black video package where it looks like they're returning soon. Got them all, all kind of resurrecting, so to speak. We then had Roosh versus Bandito in the Eliminator tournament, and Bandito wins via roll up. This is a little bit overbooked, kind of, with John Silver walking out and, and Jose getting distracted and everything. But yeah, it, it, it was still a ton of fun. Uh, we then had a Claudio Castagnoli and Jake Hager promo. No idea what this is leading to. Probably a match between them on, on Dynamite before their fatal four-way. Um, but anytime Jake Hager shows up, I just laugh. He's like, he's their Von Wagner. Yeah. Except he's better. He's better than Von Wagner. Don't insult Hager like that. I'll insult Hager as much as I need to. <laughs> um... We then had Nyla Rose versus Kayla Sparks in her TBS. Who's from Schenectady, New York. Yeah, yeah she is. Uh, this is Nyla Rose's kind of title open challenge, even though she's not really the champion. But then Jade and the baddies show up and, and get laid out. We then, as the main event, 
get Lee Johnson versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship, and Orange Cassidy wins via breach break. Beach break. Kind of an underwhelming match for the main event. Yeah. Would have much preferred Roosh versus Bandito, honestly. But that's our recap. Uh, let's talk about the top five matches of the week. You're gonna want to have to rush through this because you got you got. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm really trying. Um, so best match of the week, hands down, Will Ospreay versus Tetsuya Naito. Then I'd say Bailey versus Bianca Belair from Crown Jewel. Um, after that, I would say Master Wado now Desperado versus Taiji Shimori and Hiromu Takahashi. And then I would say the Usos versus Ridge and Butch. And then um, lastly, um, Ren Narita versus Sonata. Highly recommend that New Japan Battle Autumn show. All right, and let's quickly make some predictions. Let's speed run some fucking predictions right now. All right, can you take mine down because I don't have the ability to right now? Okay, I will try my best. So Impact Overdrive matches. There's only six matches. So we have first off, Mickey James versus Taylor Wilde. In a career-threatening match. I'm going with Mickey James. Okay. Next up, we have Bully Ray versus Moose in a tables who, who match. Who are you going with? Who are you going with? Oh, I'm going with Mickey James. <laughs> uh, Bully Ray versus Moose in a tables match. I'm going to go with Moose. Interesting choice, okay. I don't know why. I haven't been watching enough. Mm. These are blind choices. I'm picking Bully Ray because he got sent through the table on this week's Impact. There is still a go-home, but Bully Ray also has that trophy, so he's in line for a title. Um, we then have the Death Dolls um, versus Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. It's not confirmed who's in that match, it could be Jessica, Taya Valkyrie, and or Rosemary. So, no idea at this point. But I'm going with Death Dolls. I will also be going with Death Dolls. Alright, next up we have Heath and Rhino versus the Major Players, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, for the uh, Tag Team Championships. Heath and Rhino have that? Yeah. They won it off of uh, OGK. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say Heath and Rhino. Okay. I'm going with major players. Okay. I feel like they need some gold. They might have taken the digital media title off of Myers for a reason to give him the tag titles. Next, we have the tournament final for the vacant X Division Championship between Black Tarus and Trey Miguel. I'm going with Black Tarus as wishful thinking. I am too. I feel like they won't just want to give it right back to Trey Miguel. I hope they wouldn't. 
And then finally, we have Josh Alexander versus Frankie Kazarian for the Impact World Championship. I'm going with Josh. Yeah, all confidence in Josh. All right. So, uh, I, I don't think we're doing live watch along for Overdrive, but we will be doing a, a podcast next week. I'll be doing a podcast next weekend. Uh, before Full Gear, which will be predictions for Full Gear, and then we'll be doing a live watch along for Full Gear, right? Um, I should be back in time, yeah. Okay. If if anything, I could start it, and then you can come in at yeah. any point. Um, but it's going to be a fucking AW card, so it's going to go till midnight, well, I, probably later. I will need you to park the car, so you might have to take an intermission. Okay. Alright. Well, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. We'll be back on Tuesday for our 2K22 stream and then Saturday for our, um, our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, Twitter, Spotify, Twitch, and YouTube is all Pinfall Podcast. Liz, would you like to close us out? If you join us today, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. I will actually post these on Spotify soon. Um, I think I'm pretty much caught up. Um, with that said, please join us, as Mark said, next weekend well join mark next weekend for the mark show yes predictions for full gear which will be phoned in or or absentee balloted from liz yeah mark won't look at my my choices until um he has to and liz right now is the pinfall podcast prediction champion with the with the egg but that might change come the next podcast depending on how overdrive goes and then uh, next weekend, you also need to write in predictions for Historic Crossover. Did you like that? No, I didn't, because it shouldn't be wearing a hat. You are, you are disgracing the integrity of that championship. I'm giving the championship a hat. Yes, disgracing it. All right, thank you all so much for watching. See you on Tuesday for 2K22. And if not, this next weekend for predictions for full gear and store crossover have a great rest of your weekend enjoy we'll see you on tuesday Bye bye